Welcome to the MNWA Podcast. The MNWA is the Minnesota Wiffleball Association based here in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And uh, I am the commissioner and one of your hosts for this podcast, Trent Steffes. Along with me is MNWA Day One veteran and uh, multiple-time champion, Austin Steffes. Austin. Thank you, Trent. Thank you uh, for having me on this podcast. Yeah, so this uh, this is going to be the start of a new podcast series for the MNWA. We've had several different iterations of the podcast, whether it was... You know, the one that you and I started initially, and then the one when we started doing the group ones, and then another era, but this is going to be a new series, and uh, we're kicking it off. We're going to be breaking down kind of the big news in the MNWA, which is going to be the cancellation of the of the winter season, and uh, along with that, the, the plan of the summer season and kind of the shape and the path of the league moving forward, uh, because it's just not going to be what it was in the past several years when we've been playing indoors and uh yeah so we're going to get into that and then also going to be touching on the format change because we're going to be changing how we play as well to kind of deviate from the style the midwest style that we've been playing since day one basically um yeah so austin like around this time every year uh of the past few years ever since 2020 that's pre-covid is when our 2020 season started and that was our first one that we did indoors Mm. we were doing it at the hopkins pavilion and uh it was going well we were playing in that kind of indoor hockey rink and the low ceiling was a bit of a problem but then you know covid hit and uh from there the season was put on hold and we had to finish outdoors but then the next year we tried indoors again and kind of the same thing we had to finish outdoors and uh the same thing happened kind of three years in a row and so this would have been the fourth year that we'd done the indoor. And we usually start at the beginning of February. Um, earlier this month, I sent a text out to all of the managers and a few other people about MNWA telling him about the plan to not do a winter season. And so it's something that hasn't been officially announced, but it's kind of been floating around there to, to people. And uh, so we're taking this opportunity to say that. And we are not doing that because simply the cost has just become too much. Um, last year, we were already charging more than HRL. And I don't want to get into, you know, we don't have to get into all the figures, mm-hmm. HRL's figures. But it would have been around a red lease $400 a team this year for MNWA. Because the, the turf time in Minnesota is so scarce and expensive. Because it's, 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 in, it's in high demand. It doesn't come at good times. Like it's usually late, late at night, or just non-ideal situations. Like last year, the timing was okay, but it just wasn't the best situation with the fields in the in the Bizetta Dome. It's just a scheduling, and it was a planning nightmare. It, it really just, is. It was just so hard to just manage, and so yeah. I mean, even going into last year, we had planned on playing at the Bramer Field again in Edina at that dome, and then you know a week before we were set to start. They changed their entire availability for Saturday, and the and the and the planning coordinator was off for a month or something. Right. So it was just something like again, so much money is being committed by these teams to just I don't know. It's it's not a stable scheduling procedure. It hasn't been a stable scheduling procedure the last few years, and that's been super stressful on me. 
as the planner of the league, it's been super stressful on the managers and players, I'm sure, because it's not fun to have to always be like, when are we going to play? Well, I don't really know. Mm. You know, it could be this week. Well, what time? Well, it could be this or this. What do you think? And then it's just always that. And so that was just really hard to do last year for myself. It was hard for all the managers too. And uh, yeah, that was just kind of the constant feedback. And then so kind of all of that combined with just the fact that it was for it was going to be over four hundred dollars, but we were going to be playing such a such a kind of shell of a season. Um, it would have been like five weeks plus a kind of abbreviated tournament because again, um, another one of the things that kind of dampered the the league the last few years with this was the time constraints and how you know rigid those are and how we have to start at a certain time and have to end at a certain time, and so. You know, within all of that, it's just that wouldn't that wouldn't have made for a good tournament atmosphere, in my opinion, because, you know, it was a league championship. Games are going to go long and we didn't just have we didn't have the money to ensure that time. And they're not going to they're not going to reserve time without payment and they don't refund payments. And that's another reason that we're also switching is because, um, you know, in in Minnesota, we're playing indoors. But the fact is, guys still have to get to the to the place. And last year, we dealt with a lot of inclement weather, meaning that it was really harsh weather conditions sometimes for guys to get there, whether it was freezing rain or straight up rain, like literally a torrential downpour in February. A storm in yeah. Like February and March. And yeah. Like thunder and lightning. Yeah, it was really weird. And so, wild. <laughs> and so it's, it was all that. We had a week last year that we had to cancel because of that. And so we had to cancel around the games. Again, there's no refund. And so then at the end, so then we had to tack on another week of the season that was came completely out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason is that, that, that weather, there's just no way to guarantee that you're going to get all these games in. And there's not a financial way to work around that. Like in HRL, if there's a if there's a rain out, you know the cities don't want you playing in, in the rain and fucking up their fields. Mm. So they're so they work with you and they're like, okay, let's work on a reschedule, and then that's how they bill you. With with the state with with the domes, at least around here, and I know this because I work for domes as well. It's like that once you put that you have to put the money up to reserve it, and once you reserve it, there's no, that's the end of the discussion. There's no returning, no canceling, no nothing, no rescheduling. So it's just, again, just a ton of financial and scheduling nightmares for myself and the rest of the people who run the league. Mm-hmm. MNWA is just always going to be changing. And it's just it's just one of those times where it can change and go back to kind of what the spirit of the league was for almost 10 years up until we decided to go indoors and kind of switch it up. You know, in, a, in another part of that metamorphosis of the league is... I want to change up the style. You know, for the past few years, you and I have been going out and we've been playing you with. We've been playing that East Coast style, no base running, big bats, cut balls. I'm addicted to it, dude. It's the style I love most. And, you know, the Midwest style of base running, think NWA Tournament, HRL, MNWA, uh, Leroy, you know, it's been the base running stuff. It's basically like mini baseball. But the East Coast style is, you know, MLW. Yeah, yeah MLW is very is a very similar one too. Um, it's meant to simulate baseball with the base running, and base running is a huge part of it. You know, legging out, legging out hits. You know, turning ground outs into singles, and you know, taking extra bases and stuff like that. And so that it definitely favors the more athletic people. And I mean, which is cool. 
But then there's this other style, the East Coast style, where it really, the, it really kind of evens the playing field when it comes to fielding, hitting, and pitching. Like base running is not even a part of it. And so that, it takes away that equalize, or it, it, it equalizes that thing that can keep somebody from being a great player, you know? Um, and just also kind of weirder stuff happening. I don't know. It just, we've talked about it before. It, it I love this style and I really want people in Minnesota to embrace it because another thing we've talked about is like how much, how much easier it is on the body to go through it. It's like, you look at the East coast, almost every East coast league is like weekend tournaments all the time, you know, MAW, ECW, stuff like that. And you think, how can you do that? Because you think of NWA tournament and how grueling that can be because you're running out those bases all the time, you know? Um, and when you can just focus on hitting, fueling, and pitching and not have to, you know, burn energy standing out on the bases for walk fests, you know, it, it's one way to, it's one way to kind of keep your body fresher throughout the day and kind of, mm. I mean, you like the style. What do you like about it? Yeah. Well, I just think, I mean, just, just all that about it. I think it's just a really cool way of like almost like a simulation with a ball where it's like you just, you you pitch, you hit it, and you, like, project what's going to happen. Or, like, there's situations and scenarios of what happened. I think it's it's very just, I don't know. It's it just, like you had said, it, it's addicting to just be something so new and something that we just, like, have only seen and, like, never played. Once you play it, it just, like, it kind of, like, it gets you. It, it, it involves, I think, bigger plays and just, like, more, like, intense, like, like, you know what's going to happen. Like, if you have a throw from the outfield to get a guy out, um, at, like, at the, at the screen, it's like, mm-hmm. that is, like, it's so much more catching and so much easier to, like, almost understand and better to watch than just watching, like you would said, like, if it's just, like, walks or it's just, like, guys running around bases. Like, you can get very laborious and just stuff like that. So, I think, for me, just how different the style is and then just once you play it, like, getting used to it, once you're used to it, you just, like, want to play more and more and, like... For real. Yeah. It, it's just... It's in it's it's intoxicating. Yeah, Texas Tim called it kind of a gateway style, you know, in a gateway style with football into playing more. Mm-hmm. Um, and be more for the future of just us because people have just been playing with this, so it's just more of it, just like people discovering it and like more people like getting used to it. Like that's that's what now like our league would want to do is just being able to like bring that experience to people and and show them what like how fun it can be and then now it's like if you want to use to like get ready for those tournaments or just like try something new and and they'd be able to play like fast pitch and like play like those those people that you see on youtube videos and stuff and yeah and i mean there's it seems like there's a lot more of these type of tournaments than there are the base running tournaments and so i mean that's just another kind of vehicle to, to travel a little bit more and you know see more of wiffle ball and all of that and so um yeah, and it's so funny because it almost goes for, full circle for us because I don't know if you even remember this, but back in the day when MNWA first was going to start, we were going to have these two divisions. It was going to be the Sun Valley Division and the Buffalo Division, you know, kind of similar to the Egan and Hopkins, although it was going to be more like American National League in baseball in that there's a little bit of rule difference in that the SVWL, which is the Sun Valley, which is what we did, was the more Midwestern style, the HRL style, base running. And the Buffalo guys, they they had their own kind of smaller league that we merged with to make the MNWA, and they played no base running because they were formed and shaped by Golden Stick. Like, they became obsessed with Golden Stick in that mm-hmm. style, and that's what right. they wanted to play. 
And so that was going to be our compromise for these two leagues to join to make MNWA was be like, all right, it's going to be like American League National League. You know, the games were, you know, the games in Sun Valley, that's going to be base running. The games in Buffalo are going to be non-base running. And when we meet up for the championship tournament, it's going to be based on what the, you know, higher seed wants. And so we ended up not really kind of finding that common ground and they, they conceded to just doing base running. And so that never came to, so that style never made it to MNWA, Mm. but now it can. And I mean, here we are, I mean, gosh, 13, 14 years, couple 13, 14 years later, and we can be going back to that. Imagine if we would have stuck with that in the first place. Imagine how good we'd be, Ben. And how good and how we could have had a whole team ready for you with (laughs) in all this tournament, you know. But this... uh, That's wild to think about how how, how it could have been, that little... Yeah, exactly. And like you said, getting ready for you with, that's going to be another kind of big reason for that is because we want to develop for this world championship tournament that we, that we've sent a team to the last couple of years. And so it's a lot of reasons why we're getting into it, but I think it's going to be a really easy adjustment for MNWA players. And we're going to go over that in a rules podcast, similar to what the HRL did with Mippy and Thunderson when they just kind of like went through the rule book and explained things. Like how Tom Gannon and Dan Lanigan did uh, for UWIF this year where they went through the rule book and just kind of dumbed it down for everybody, talked through every rule. We're going to do that for the format change, but what we can do now is kind of talk about what would be different. And uh, so when you hear about the format change and how it's going to be the East Coast style, you think of guys like Mike Styles and Dan Whitener who are throwing it like 90 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour, cutting super fast. And you think about Tyler, Tyler Flackney. 95 mile an hour, just absolutely dicing people. What what I think we want to do in MNWA is start with a medium style, a medium style pitch. So it would be like HRL speed, but in that, but switch out the format completely. It's very similar to what uh, Cedar Park Wiffle Ball does. They run state championships for medium pitch and fast pitch. And I think that's what MNWA is going to end up doing. Because we want to run, because we're trying to we're trying to work on getting a Midwest fast pitch championship started, uh, started in St. Louis and like you know maybe go to Indy one year, maybe up here to Minneapolis one year. I don't know, but we're trying to get that started. But I want to do something for Minnesota just to develop it because I, when when I talk to people nationally and they ask me like what's the fast pitch scene like there, I'm like there's so many guys who would be so good at this style if they just gave it a chance. And this is going to be their chance. You know, Texas Tim, he was saying the medium style, the medium, medium pitch style with no base running is just a great gateway to get into fast pitch because you can see, oh, oh, I can hit with this bat. I can swing this bat. That's the thing that kills me about the MNWA guys sometimes is like people pick up a new, a new bat and they're like, oh my God, it's so heavy because they're used to wearing, to swinging the yellow. And it's like, oh my God, it's a plastic bat. Swing it. (laughs) Um, so it, so, you know, but that can, but I can see how that can be such a daunting task task to do against ninety mile an hour Dumpy well, and Taylor and yourself. Well, and also it's just no and people never really like like you said. There's not really a fast pitch scene here, so there's really no outlet for people to, like go do and like try that. Besides, like what we had, like a little small capsule in MWA and and what we had there. So I think just kind of like switching in, being able to like run like a medium and a fast pitch tournament would really have that and be able to actually give Minnesota like a scene besides having teams just go to tournaments that aren't in Minnesota. Cause there's never any fast pitch tournaments in Minnesota. So, right. Um, you know, besides of course, NWLA tournament, which is coming in 2024, but right, you're, right. you're speaking of like 
of Minnesota East, Ram. Like, exactly. Not, obviously, I, I know that's a national tournament, here, but though. that that's a tournament we're always going to. It's like it's nice. It's going to be here for one spot. Yeah, it'd be nice to have something here. So it's like we didn't always have to go to other places or go to the East Coast for to travel and you know, play this style. Right. So yeah, exactly, and that's what we're going to be trying to do here with MNWA is bringing this style here for people to try because once you try it, you're going to love it. Honestly, because um, we're gonna in the medium pitch, we're gonna I think we're gonna be reflecting kind of more of of a uh, Mowith and Cedar Park, in that it's gonna be the medium pitch, so we're gonna have a speed limit, but we're still gonna use the big bats, because uh, one of the ways Tim put it is that it kind of makes it like softball, you know, everybody can hit, and that's a great way to do it. Because but on the flip side, it's not just gonna be a home run derby because we're gonna have the mound, you know, forty. Somewhere between 42 and 45 away. Um, and then we're going to let the pitchers have buckets of balls. And the and it's choose your own bucket. Um, you know, you can have cut. You can have scuffed. You can have sanded. You can have unscuffed. You know, totally clean balls. And that is a huge equalizer. You know, because in UWIF, you, you know, you're limited to one ball per pitcher. The problem with that is, especially trying it out for the first time, is that style can take a long time to play. Because you gotta chase off, you gotta chase every pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you foul off, you gotta go get it. That's your ball. You have to go get it. That's your ball. You, you gotta exactly you change, and you have to like make an official change. It's a lot. You know? It's a lot to do, and so that's. But we want to kind of keep this limit. We want to try to like keep it accessible and not make it too much too soon. So you know, um, so we can have that bucket, and then people can learn to throw the scuff balls, and you know, maybe eventually we we make it up to the point where. People, you know, if the pitching gets a little bit too dominant, we can say, okay, we'll go down to one ball for sure. So, and, uh, and that, that's the way that MoWiff plays. And so another part of the way that MoWiff plays is they record their outs eerily similar to the way HRL records their outs. So this can be a really great transition piece for guys who play in HRL, guys or girls who play in HRL, but have never tried fast pitch or that, you know, no base running style because in HRL, the bit is if you hit a grounder before the, the the baseline and you field it cleanly, that's an out. No matter what, no throwing. That's exactly how they do it in MoWiff. Mm. Even in MoWiff, you don't have to throw to the screen in order to get that out like you do in UWiff. So that MoWiff style, that HRL style, that would be the fielding style. It would be you can pick up the grounder, field it cleanly for an out, and you can get double, double plays and... So um, then the way that we work in the other part of baseball, like the double plays and the tag ups and the, what else, what else is in the infield flies and stuff that, that gets incorporated in, um, you know, with the throw to the screen, you know, in Mo with, you have to throw and hit, like if there's a runner on, you can field the ball cleanly for the first out and then throw it to the strike zone to get the second out for the double play. That makes it really rare to turn a double play because you have to hit the strike zone from the outfield, basically, which not a lot of people can do. You know, some of the best players in the country can't do that all the time. Mm. So I think that's one way we would differ from Mo with in that we would make it just hit the screen, hit the net behind the home plate. And then that way, again, it can kind of equalize the advantage that the hitters would have with the big bat in the medium pitch. To kind of make it easier to record a double play, mm-hmm. does that make sense? How do you yeah. think? How do you feel about that? I don't know. I just I think it would be just a very like easy adjustable style for a lot of people to to 
to just understand. I mean, a lot of people that are playing wiffle ball already know like baseball and just wiffle ball in general. So I think it would be easy to adapt to. And like you'd said, like those double plays and everything, like everyone would be able to work it out and work the kinks out. So, And it's a lot of communication. It takes a lot of communication, which just kind of increases team banter and kind of team unity, which mm-hmm. I like. And that's something, again, that we, I mean, objectively, as captain of the North Stars, we need to work on because we fucked up a few of those when it came to, you know, calling tags and infield flies and whatever, what have you. So, like, that's something that we all need to practice, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's just what this is all for, is just to learn a new style and get better at it. So that's what the kind of, the game event, that's what the MNWA games are going to be looking like mm-hmm. in this tournament. Just kind of the switch up from no base running and kind of evolving into that east coast style of play and yeah kind of like the original i feel like it's the original like base of like wiffle ball it is anything like away from it it's kind of like it's not wiffle ball it's more like you just kind of it's wiffle ball but you're just recreating baseball this more feels like like its own game and it's like it's yeah it's with i feel like it's just a little bit more it feels like it has its own like home so that's a great way to put it dude yeah that's a great way to put it um, yeah, because if you look up the rules of wiffle ball, you're not going to get the HRL rulebook. You're going to get the basic, oh, hit it past this line, it's a single. Hit it, you know, if a grounder hits the wall, double. Hit the wall on the fly, triple. Over the wall, home run. That's exactly it. That's how you score the bases instead, of, you know. Um, you know, say so then you get a guy like myself who can hit a lot of doubles. I'm not going to hit any doubles in real life, you know, in like in, in the HRL style. And like the, the other thing too I was just thinking about was like, it always like tripped me out like when we go to NWA and they always gave us like an MLB rule book. And it was I, I I don't know, it just feels like so weird that we're like playing the wiffle ball. We're like, Oh yeah, we're playing a different sport, but it's like we're gonna use the baseball rule book. Yeah. I don't know. It just I know it's I we we like that style and like it always follows just like the basic rules of baseball, but just just playing more into like that East Coast style just feels like it's more of its own and it's not just a copy of baseball. That's a great way to put it. And, uh, I mean, that's what we're going to be bringing to the North Star State, man. That's what we're going to be bringing to Minnesota for the first time ever. We're going to be playing that style. So I'm really excited. I hope people are excited for this. If you're if you're an MNWA player and you're, and you're listening to this and, you know, you got concerns or ideas or you hear a rule that's not really making sense to you, like like I said, I want to write out the rule book and then we can do the deep dive into it as a reference before we do the tournaments. Yeah, please feel free to reach out because that's, you know, that's how MNWA was. You know, it's a it's a player run league. We want I want the input. You know, I want to make sure that we're going in the right direction. Right. And that communication is just all we need because, if you know, people got like issues or anything like we can hear them and then we can maybe resolve it or just give like our opinions of why we're doing this. So it's just. Yeah, exactly. A lot easier to understand. So anything that anyone has just hit, hit us up at any time. So, yeah, I think I really just think this is a good idea to kind of leave behind this indoor era of MNWA where it just wasn't it wasn't financially beneficial to anybody in the league, um, you know, or the league itself to kind of have have it all determined in this weird fashion, always up in the air, kind of being a headache for everybody involved. and everything. It just, it just got too much, got to be too much and too little time. We can just kind of get back to the roots of this league and why people love it to begin with and show this new era of people. Cause you know, when we announced, when I, when I first started telling people, Hey, we're not going to be doing the winter season. I don't know what we're going to be doing going forward. People are like, Oh, a lot of people who joined in like 2020 when the league kind of, went indoors and stuff they're like oh man that's really disappointing because i really like mnwa and that's awesome to hear because 
I think that this next MNWA is going to be a great hybrid between the two. So it's like if you liked MNWA the last few years, like this new era is going to be so much better because it's going to be what we were doing before, except like with the kind of personality that the league has kind of taken on the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, one thing with the with the kind of season on hold that we can do is focus on getting a lot of content out because there's a lot of content that I've been that's that's sitting on uh, sitting on my computer a lot of video um of past tournaments and past games and you know regular season that I really want to cut up because there's been some truly great moments in MNWA and just because of you know things in life I haven't been able to edit it and put it out but this can be a good opportunity for that too and I also want to talk about the the history of the MNWA more because you know we allude we alluded to it so much during this podcast it's such a long and complicated history with so many different turns and stuff people have no idea about and just the way that we got here and the way we got the way we got into NWA tournament itself is a wild ride mm-hmm. you know think about the past champions CCW we got the nod over them in our rookie year it's it should have been them not us wow that's crazy to think about how long ago that was. Yeah, 2014, back when they were ISWB, I think. It was something like that. Oh, I, oh that's, that's right. That's them, dude. Oh, Indy Southside, that was yeah. them before they were Circle City. Uh, before, yeah, and I don't want to get into it because it's, it's, a, it's a deep story a for another podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be getting into it because this league is, again, coming up on 13, 14 years of being being alive. And there's... We got 13, 14 years of history and controversy and drama and like great characters and teams and in moments, dynasties, and dynasties and stuff that and, and and with this new league, with this new league format, it's going to allow it's going to allow all of that to come back. All of those all, a lot of these teams, a lot of these legendary players, you know, our 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 awards are named after guys who aren't even in the league anymore. Zach Bussman and Devin Nelson, like, we got to get them back in here, you know, yeah. try to get them up for a fucking summer tournament. Like, yeah. that's how we can do it. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to MNWA, and I really hope that the people in MNWA um, are looking forward to it, too. Absolutely. Let this new year bring in a new era of MNWA and may be very fruitful. And yeah. Beautiful. It might It might be the best era. I mean, it will. it's going to be the best era. It might be the longest lasting era because of this I format change. I think it's going to bump our longevity up a a little a lot more and we can grow this state tournament idea into a thing where we have like like a ton of teams from around the state like i want hrl teams to come out and play in this Mm -hmm. like get together with the hrl team like put your money where your mouth is let's let's see how good you are that'd be cool yeah that'd be really cool i'd love to see that um so so yeah until then um this is coming at you through the national wiffle network so Stay tuned for all the all the great programming that's on this network that includes the Scumcast and Holy Commutes. You know, Holy Commutes has got Tim Dean and Tom Gannon and just a just a whole cast of characters in and out of every season um, that are always good to look forward to and look forward to people coming back. And because we're going to, you know, once January is done, there's going to be new season in March or April. April, I am. Yeah. Whiffle season is coming right around the corner, everyone. Yeah, and uh, this it's going to be another. Yeah, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And without the MNWA winter season, that absence is going to be a little bit longer. And so HRL opening day is going to be a bit more of a big deal this year, I think. I think so. And too. it should be because it's going to be 20 years there. Yeah. So it's going to be a big year in HRL. Looking forward to that. But it's going to be a big year HRL, going to be a big year in MNWA. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Austin, thank you for joining me and uh, lending some great insight into this podcast. Thank you, Trent. It was great um, being able to talk with you today. Fountain of knowledge that you are. And um, be excited to hear you on the next podcast. Yeah. All right, man. We will. Uh, well, we'll talk to you on Wednesdays on Holy Commute. Yep. See ya. See ya. Here we go. Now I'm about to rap about with football. Uh, summertime and it's prime time. Playing ball all day through the nighttime. I don't know about you, but it's my time. We can go all night, alright. We'll go all nine. Hit the payoff pitch. Yeah, we happy that we made it. We can take another sip. Round the bases celebrating. Or chill and take a dip while we constantly debating which players are the and which memories are greatest. What's that, mom? I ain't going to school today. I'ma hit some wiffle balls and hit the pool today. Go out of sun and have some fun and just stay cool today. Cause rain cloud and a flash flood can't even wash my mood away. Wiffle baby, wiffle baby, let me know. Cause it's the summertime, it's time to shine and come back home come And back we can home. swing right back into it or can take it slow Can we play some wiffle baby, wiffle baby Here we go It's like everywhere I go, my team will put on a show We keep it in the zone, but all the pitches be slow We own this life, we taking over control And we own this night, we taking over the globe Well I guess not literally, cause that'd be a dictatorship Hit a home run, that's a see you later hit I hit it, hit it, I hit it like I can't miss I use a long ball, bro, you'll never catch this Summer gets hot, so we take off all our clothes In between games, skinny dipping with my bros Whoa, 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 we're not that close yet I thought we were dating Come on, you're fantasizing about that. baby, wiffle baby, let me know. Cause it's the summertime, it's time to shine. Come back home, come and back we can home. swing right back into it. Or can we take it slow? Can we play some wiffle baby, wiffle baby? Five, six, let's we get go. Bottom of the ninth now Neighbors getting mad Telling us to pipe down Well they can grab a bat We don't want to fight now Cause all we ever living for Is a moment Right now Uh Cause life happens Making other plans If we forget to have fun Then we grow up too fast You'll be the same old dude Just another man Dude you ain't bringing no game But your mother can Your mom jokes In a whiffle ball song It doesn't get any realer than that It's time to shine Maybe fun Swing right back into it Or take it slow some wiffle baby, wiffle baby, five, six, seven, six, seven, wiffle baby, wiffle baby, let me know, cause it's the summertime, it's time to shine and come back home, and I can swing right back into it, I can take it slow, we play some wiffle baby, wiffle baby, just one more pitch.